haven't seen a script, but I've no doubt If it isn't up to par, they'll chuck it out Ooh, la, 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 la All my actor friends are cracking wise But I can see the envy in their eyes Chair underneath the corner glue and a bag of hair. I'm a looking like an overgrown shit suit. Somehow I always it's bad. Some some friends really like it, and I'm I watched it a couple episodes and it's just it's bullshit. Maybe, but that's what maybe people are into. Maybe it's Frog to be cutesy bullshit, but it's because it is very cute. Uh, but yeah, well, like it's no sir. The premise is neat. It's okay. the yeah, premise it like. That this little boy, like, he likes this girl, and then the girl's brother falls into, like, the ocean and can't swim. So the, the little boy's like, ah, I can't swim. The main character's like, I also can't swim. And Gutsy Frog's like, ah, screw you. And pull, pulls him into the water. And he's like, and he ends up saving uh, the little brother because Gutsy Frog, the frog, pulls him in. If he takes off his shirt, can the frog move the shirt? Yes. Around? Yeah. Nice. The frog is attached to the shirt, not to him. So mm, okay. there's even a bit like where he punishes the frog by putting the shirt outside for the night. <laughs> and when the frog first transfers onto the shirt, his plan is to burn the shirt. But oh, he only owns one shirt. Oh, uh, right. So. Like all of us do. So his, his mom would punish him if he burned it. Yeah. Like when you become an adult mm -hmm. and you finally are given permission to buy a wardrobe. More yeah. than one pair of clothes. Exactly. As we all remember from our... 18th birthday. Yes. <laughs> where they, where your, your guardian... Coming of age. Mm -hmm. Your guardian says, come on, we are going to the H&M. Yeah. <laughs> you go to the H&M and you are allowed to pick out an entire wardrobe. Your guardian angel your takes guardian you angel. to the H&M. Yeah. Only the H&M. Yeah. It is sponsored by H&M, so... Life is sponsored by H&M. It's true. Yes. Yep. Life the Board Game, sponsored by H&M. Yeah. Life the Board Game is sponsored by H&M. Every time you spin the the thing. And then you have to actually do what it says on the wheel yes. in real life. In real life. Yeah, you have That's to why I have twins. so many children. That's right. I'm trying no. to give birth to twins. I just can't do it. They're all I, in my car. They don't run in my family. <laughs> I have, I have four children so sitting things. in the back of my car. Oh, man. I got so many university degrees. Yeah. I it would what be am a good I going to do with I kept trading them with people. So much debt. I was a doctor. Now I'm an artist. Yeah. I got so much debt and I can't make any money. <sighs> it's tough. It's tough. This is just a taste of what it's like living in Canada. Mm -hmm. People were interested. Move to Canada. You think you're getting out of the States? You think that... It's bad because of Donald Trump. Well, guess what? You haven't played the board game life <laughs> in real life. All of Canada is ruled by board game rules. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the thing they don't tell you. It's, it's cool. BC, British Columbia, is life. Uh, Saskatchewan, Monopoly. That's right. Uh, Alberta. Alberta. Settlers of Catan. Settlers of Catan. Ontario is, uh... Risk. Risk. That's why Ontario, specifically the province of Ontario, is always starting wars with everybody yep. all over the place. Starting wars with Asia. And people are like, Asia's a continent. It's not a country. <laughs> it's and Ontario's hard. like, you know what? I, I gotta do it. The board yeah. Game told me to do the board it. game told us to. 
the um, uh, Quebec is Scategories. Is that a board game? Well, they pronounce it Scategories. This <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> category. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> uh, and that's all the board games that exist. Yes. And they've ever existed. Mm-hmm. We forgot Manitoba. That is Hungry Hungry Hippos. Hungry they hungry. couldn't quite wrap their brains around. <laughs> The more the more complex nuances of something like life, no, yeah, or monopoly, just a bit of Manitoba shade. Yeah, if you live in Manitoba, don't listen to our show. <laughs> we don't want you to. We don't want you to. Jerks. Uh, those Manitobans think they're so much better than us. Just because they got like a real city, yeah, that people can go to. Oh what? yeah, we're in BC. I was joking because Saskatchewan, everyone. Everyone goes from Calgary okay. to Winnipeg. T- tell us some Saskatchewan inside baseball. Okay, here's some Saskatchewan. I'm from Saskatchewan, by the way. Some Saskatchewan inside baseball is all concerts everywhere go from Cross Canada tours. Mm-hmm. When they say Cross Canada, what they actually mean is Vancouver to Calgary to wee, Winnipeg to a million places in Ontario. Right. They said and they skip Saskatoon. Always. Well, they skip all of Saskatchewan. Right. I mean, but sometimes Saskatoon would be the place to yeah, go. Yeah. Sometimes big fat tours with lots of money will come to Saskatoon, like right. ACDC or some bullshit like that. Uh, ACDC some, or some Canadian specific bands. We right? we yeah. we grilled Manitoba. Let's now grill ACDC. Those guys. Those guys think they're so great because they do the little hops with their guitar. Yeah. Think they're so great. Do you do you prefer AC <laughs> or DC? Are you uh, a direct current man or an alternating current man? I'm a direct current man, mm. personally. I know yeah, that that's yeah. like kind of not in vogue right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's You've on the AC. You've always been a contrarian, Yeah, you know me. Mm-hmm. Want to stir the pot. I do not know the difference between the two, okay. but they're both electricity, so that's... I'm on board. Yeah. I like electricity. Hey. I know that's not a popular opinion these days, but mm-hmm. I'm pro-light bulb. Pro-light bulb. Mm-hmm. Everyone going back to the sun. All those contrarians who love the sun. The sundial lobby. Yeah. Getting all up in my business. Welcome <laughs> to Fan Fiction Writer's Room. I'm your editing manager, Spencer Suarez. And I'm your managing editor, Liz Cernick. Here on Fan Fiction Writer's Room, we take characters submitted by you, the listener, and weave them into a masterpiece in the way all great stories were meant to be told. By amateurs on the internet. If you'd like to suggest characters... If you'd like to suggest characters for us, submit your characters to ffwrshow at gmail.com. So, how are you, Liz? I'm pretty good. I'm very full of rice and beans and quesadilla. We and did go for Mexican before... And horchata. ...the show today. Yeah. So we're both very full of Mexican food. And mm-hmm. also full of just great ideas. Great ideas. Uh, you know when, like, you get a, a idea and you're like, this is going to fix everything. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this thing... And then my le- easy street from now on, uh-huh, uh-huh. I decided uh, I was going to buy a monitor arm for oh, my computer. okay. For a Cintiq or just for the For, for a tablet, yes. Like, okay. I don't have a Cintiq. I have a knockoff Cintiq. But it is a screen tablet. It is a screen tablet. Okay. So is this the Unova? This is the Unova. Right. Um, a Chinese knockoff Cintiq mm-hmm. uh, 
And so I was like, I'm going to buy this monitor arm. And I my desk is made out of glass. It is Ooh. not made out of wood. So I wouldn't be able to drill the arm into the desk. Mm, right. So I bought a wall arm. So instead I had to drill it into the wall. Uh-huh. And finding studs. Yeah. Very difficult thing to do. It is. It it's, is. It's like sometimes I have this fantasy about like I'm going to become a handyman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to be big into drills and wrenches and hammers. Yeah, have so many like neat unique shelves just oh, like, yeah. every spare corner of every wall. It's hard. Yeah. When unfortunately. I attempt to be a handyman, it's like so I I bought like a cheap uh stud finder. Mm-hmm. Like a ten dollar one yeah. that is just a magnet. Essentially, it's like a magnet mm. in a little thingy in a little plastic dome, and it um, moves when it finds a piece of metal in the wall, and that metal will be like a nail in the stud. Okay. So that very low tech. Yes, very low tech. Uh, and I was moving it all along the wall, and I found some metal. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "There's the stud." So I drilled into it. I found instead, like, either a metal pipe yeah. or a, I, I think what it was, was uh, a, I have, there's a sliding door right next to my setup, and I think it was a part of the door. Ah, uh, the, the frame. To the frame, yes. Allow it to slide. Uh, so I'm assuming that you didn't uh, check for, like, uh, electricity in the wall oh, in no. case of... Oh, no. I don't know what the machine is called, but you, you gotta run it along. That's a set finder. <laughs> is that? That's, yes. Okay, but specifically to where not to drill. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I I went to my parents, and I was like, can I borrow a stud finder? <laughs> so they gave me their stud finder, and my dad, like, showed me how it worked. He showed me the wrong way to do it. Mm. Turns out what you have to do is you have to hold it on the wall for a minute mm-hmm. and like it calibrates to the wall to figure out how deep the wall is. Ah. But he was just like, you run around along the wall and it beeps. And it's like, no, that's incorrect. Mm. So I ended up drilling like a couple more holes in the wall. <laughs> just for practice. Just for practice. Well, no, be- for fun. because I, I was running this along the wall and it was beeping. So I was like, I guess there's a stud here. And there was no stud. I don't really know what a stud even is. Okay. I think it's those, the frame of the yes, wall. Like that it's is, where the actual wood Yes, that is what is. a stud is. Okay. It's like the plaster on your wall, whatever it is, okay. the wood on your wall, is drilled or, or hammered into the frame, which is a stud. And when you oh, okay. hang up... A shelf or anything. A shelf. Anything with weight. So you're yeah. not just drilling into plaster and then it's exactly. coming right off the wall. You want to drill into the studs. Um... So, yeah, I, I drilled some more holes, and I was like, okay. So I googled the, the make of the stud maker, the stud finder that I had. at this point, do you actually own a monitor arm? Or were you yes. just preemptively drilling? I had bought a monitor arm at this point. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I would, so I googled the, the stud finder I had, and it, it, it got, uh, called back. It got, oh no! 
<laughs> what is that called when they... they like a, a recall. It, ha- it had been recalled. <laughs> but it for, was like... For faulty, faulty wiring, faulty... Yeah, whatever. Results. For some reason it had been recalled. Oh no. And I was like, I'm not gonna get another stud finder. So mm. I just used the one I had. But then like... So studs are guaranteed to always be next to windows... And doors. Ah. And usually they're also by light switches. Because light switches are drilled into uh, um, studs as well. So the place where I wanted my my monitor arm was in between a window, a door, and a light switch. So I was like, surely there are (laughs) like three studs here. And I just keep missing them. I ended up like... Finally finding a stud, I think what happened was the piece of metal that I drilled into the first time mm-hmm. was just, like, a little bit to the right of where the stud was. Mm. Uh, so I just assumed that there was no more stud there. But I ended up going, like, a little bit more to the left and a little bit further down and finding something I could drill into that was not just... Plaster and insulator. And I drilled into that, and then I had to wrench on the the whatever you call it, like basically basically yeah, the clamp, the base for the the arm. And I did such a bad job (laughs) of wrenching in the the big old big old nails, whatever you call Mm -hmm. big old screws. You know what they say, measure twice, wrench once. What does that mean? I don't know. Be careful. <laughs> okay. I was not careful. I The saying is measure twice, cut once. I definitely split the wood. Like, <laughs> I split the wall. There's a, now a big... <laughs> oh my god! There's a crack in your wall. There's a crack in the wall now. <laughs> does it actually work, though? Yeah. Just to keep up? So... Holds it up? I, I ended up, like, I put the monitor arm together, and then the... I don't know exactly what I did, but I couldn't... The the um, monitor you attach to this um, uh, plane, and mm-hmm. you should be able to turn it down because you want to be yeah. able to move the monitor. That's what I want is, like, this, this monitor that I can easily move around so I can yeah. draw and swivel. And, swivel. Um, and the... I couldn't... It was just, like, at this, like, like, basically 180 degree, like, that's what this would be. Like, it was vertical. Uh. And I couldn't, for the life of me, move it down. And I kept unscrewing the bottom <laughs> screw and, like, trying to pull it down and it wouldn't pull down. And I think I was just weak because I called my roommate over and he just, like, er. Right, it's it's tough it. too when you're not sure if you just aren't applying enough pressure, but you don't want to apply more exactly. because maybe you haven't unscrewed the thing properly and you're just gonna forcing a plastic thing that's going to snap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So right now, I probably drilled like 10 holes in the wall <laughs> and split the wood beneath the base, mm-hmm. but... I have a nice monitor arm. Mm-hmm. So it finally did work. It and finally did work. You can swivel it wherever you please. Yes. And I plastered up the wall. 
So I've put plaster or splatter. Mm. Splatter? I don't know. I put stuff putty? to wall cover the wall. Stuff. Yeah, wall putty. Uh, and so at some point before we move out, I guess I'll buy some paint mm-hmm. to paint over my my <laughs> terrible mistake. Right. But you know, I think I'm a little bit smarter. I think I grew a little bit Just over a this. A little wiser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little more experienced. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty. You're pretty much a handyman. I now. think so. I think I I evolved into handyman. Yeah. Um. Speaking of buying things to fix all your problems in life. Yes. I did want to mention that um, I bought a bullet journal. Ooh, right. Last week. From my recommendation. Yeah, because yeah. Because I've been bullet journaling and quite enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And I needed something to get my life on track, get myself organized, and turns out I just bought that one thing and suddenly everything in my life, perfectly easy, I lost 10 pounds. Wow. Uh, all the Congratulations. Sheets, all the sheets in my house are fresh and laundered and clean. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, I didn't even have to practice. I know how to fold fitted sheets. Wow. From buying this bullet journal. Wow. Uh, I can bench press my own weight. <laughs> Great. And uh, I actually grew about a foot and a half. Congratulations. I was going to say. Yeah, I'm 6'3 now. That's so amazing. It's pretty good. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um... So it turns out you can't just, you just <laughs> one purchase. And what it does actually fix every problem in your life. You know that myth that capitalism is teaching us that's just like, you buy this thing and everything's, you're going to be happy. It's I'm, true. I'm so glad that it turns out to be true. <laughs> Thank you, capitalism. <laughs> Who knew life was this easy? Yeah. I just needed to buy a $20 journal <laughs> and everything has worked out perfectly. Happily ever after. Happily ever yeah. after. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's basically what's going on with me. Great. I'm kind of an Adonis uh, Superman now. Now. Feeling good. What does an Adonis mean? Because I've heard that before. I think it just means very handsome. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. 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 Just. Per- I mean, perfect. Yeah. I, I was going to say yeah. like. Like calling someone uh, my Aphrodite. Right. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know where. I don't know who he is in myth. Okay. But I'm gonna say, I know he's probably it from a beautiful statue. You know why I got stuck on Adonis? Mm-hmm. Because that is the name of Michael B. Jordan's character in Creed. He is Adonis Creed. Wow! Because his dad's name was Apollo Creed. Yes, that's really good. It is really good, right? Good naming convention. My, I'm Do gonna call him Addy for short. I don't Don? remember. I don't think I'm Donnie. probably a probably, probably Donnie. Donnie. He calls, I love him. I gotta watch this movie now. He calls Sylvester Stallone. He calls Rocky Unk the whole time. Um, that's and it's amazing. So good. Wow. It's like actually the best. I had never planned to ever watch another Rocky movie again. Yeah. And I guess I have to now. It's actually a very good movie. But speaking of Adonis being like a great name, my one disappointment mm. is, and they did this with the with Rocky Balboa as well. Right. The the like sequel twenty years later to the mm. Rocky franchise. Where they've started, instead of fighting, like, Apollo Creed or, or Clubber Lang, these, like, cartoon supervillains, mm-hmm. they now cast, like, real-life boxers in the movies. Oh, weird. Uh, so Creed does that, and so did Rocky Balboa, mm-hmm. and it's like, that's great at all. But, like, it's kind of hard to take Mike Tyson seriously these days. <laughs> yes. And so, yeah. The fact that he was cast as, like... A misunderstood villain in <laughs> exactly. Cree in Rocky Balboa? No. 
Uh, but yeah, it's like, I want a cartoon supervillain. I want like the giant Russian, like, I will break you. Yeah. Like that's, it's, I know it's not as realistic, but it's fun. <laughs> I love Mr. T, like, mm-hmm. yelling about how, like, he's he going to kill. He pities these fools yeah. in various ways. Exactly. Yeah, so, love Creed, but that's my one complaint. <laughs> More cartoonish. Uh, yeah. silliness. Make it make it sillier. I mm-hmm. want it silly. Uh, what what do you want to write this week, Liz? I feel like I kind of want to see how various characters would do on an extreme home makeover. Episode. Oh, if they okay. have to get along and so they're the ones fixing the house. Yes, okay. I've never seen extreme home makeover. Okay, I, I have... think that's how it works. They get celebrities <laughs> to build somebody's. No, that's not how it works. I know not quite. <laughs> but like they just change people's houses into crazy fancy mansions. I had, I had, and uh, then they get destitute from the taxes. Yes, and everyone lives happily ever after. I do like. I would. I had been watching uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. and I was thinking like something similar, where it's just like. What would a reality show be like? Like, so I, I feel like this is a good, mm-hmm. good move. Yeah. Uh, okay, so our main character this week is Agumon from Digimon. Okay, we had Agumon rolled previously. But we I didn't don't think we actually used, used him. him in any yes. way. Okay. So that's why I, I stuck it out. So Agumon is uh, his... He's a little dinosaur man. Little dinosaur. Ties. Little bipedal dinosaur. Ty's digi-destined Digimon partner? Do they have a specific name for I, I, their yeah. buddy? Their they're, partner? Yeah, their partner. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Ty's partner. Digi-partner, I bet. And Ty, yeah, Ty, within the context of Digimon, has the crest of courage. So, uh, that basically sums up Agumon. Is like, he's kind of brash and hot-headed. He's very courageous. He's also very kind and compassionate. Um, and... Breeze fire. Breeze fire. Dragon. Pepper breath is his attack. Mm-hmm. And he's he's quite happy. I would say like the defining difference between him and Ty is he's like kind of happy and bouncy. Yep. More bouncy than Ty. Mm-hmm. He seems pretty balanced. Yeah. And I I wanted to bring this up uh from I fa- found out from researching Agumon is in the year 2027 Agumon becomes a UN diplomat uh for the digital world. I, t- <laughs> I, ne- I can't. I understand all of those words <laughs> separately. <laughs> he becomes a UN in the digital world. No, in for Earth. Uh huh. Agumon. Oh, so the is digital the world. diplomat for the UN for the digital world. So the digital world has joined the UN. Yes. as its own. Constitution. As its own nation. Constituency or whatever. And Agumon is the diplomat. So he sits... He sits on the board, whatever you call it. Yes. And he... He discusses what to do with resources, whatever the UN does. And so people talk to him. Talks to the little dinosaur man, the little orange dinosaur. Mr. Diplomat? Mr. Mr. Mon? Or do they say, like, Mr. Digital World? 
Maybe. Is that how they refer to each other? I don't know. I don't know anything about the UN. Everything I know about the UN is from, like, the Marvel movies. Everything I know about the UN comes from the rescuers. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm like 80% sure the fictionalized UN in things is, like, nothing like... like, fully wholesale made up entirely. It's like the UN has real power in the Marvel movies that, like... There's no way, like, the UN would be... Yeah, in, in Civil War, like, that's the thing, is the UN is going to take over the Avengers. And it's like, there's no reason why the UN would be the ones <laughs> in charge of the Avengers. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Agumon... Wait, but this is in the year 2024? 2027. Oh, my mistake. So, far in the future... Yes. Um... If you remember, like, what, season, eight years in the future, season one of Digimon takes place in the year nineteen ninety nine. Mm. So was, it, was this in a movie? No, this is like a in, later season. Oh, was this in, a Digimon Try? In season two of Digimon, they do like a. Uh, this is what happens. They do like the the thing from eighties uh, movies where it's like this is what happens to John ah. Belushi. And so that's what happens to to Ty and Agumon. Ty is also on the UN. But I thought it would be funnier just to bring up the fact that Agumon is a UN diplomat. Pretty good. Yeah. I am picturing him wearing a little suit, and I don't He was wearing a little suit. That is exactly what he was wearing. Um, I think I might make that the image for this episode. Okay, so So diplomat Agumon. Diplomat Agumon. He uh he needs some renovations to his house. Okay. It's in disrepair. Or maybe he just, he just, he's been flipping houses. Okay. And he uh, needs some help on this latest fixer-upper. Okay. He's just purchased. So, um, Inspector Gadget. Oh. Shows up with his reality crew. Yes. And Inspector Gadget, um. For the house, the, the show Inspect my house? Yes. Inspector contractor? Go-go gadget... Contractor Home improvement. Go-go gadget flip house. Flip improvement... Flip con... Contractor... Gadget... Inspector contractor... Go-go contractor gadget. (laughs) Yes. It's there somewhere? It's there. Okay, so Inspector Gadget shows up, and he's going to repair his house, but Gadget's kind of like a bumbling idiot. Right. Do you... He has one crew member who's uh, very quiet, but suspiciously competent. Yeah. And always wearing a big fake mustache. Yes. It seems. Yeah. And (laughs) Inspector Gadget is very suspicious of this person as well. That's right, yeah. He can't really remember hiring him. But he does such good work. He does great work. He kind of just lets him do his thing. But he's always side-eyeing him. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Agumon's wife is there as well. Should I I bring up a character? Does he have a whole family? Okay. Like, I... Because I've rolled a bunch of characters, I'm wondering if our characters should be the family or the contractors. Or we don't even have to bring in the rest of the characters. It's like, we, mm-hmm. can, we can interpolate from here yeah. what Agumon and Inspector Gadget and, I mean, uh, what is the dog's name? Gadget? Brain. I looked brain. it up after our last episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's Brain. brain. 
what Brain would be doing to to flip this house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think let's work from there. Yeah. So, uh... Should we just kind of, like, design the dream house for the Digi-Destined? Okay, yeah, I think so. So they're going to need some sort of danger room for training. Right, much like the X-Men mansion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Is, does the X-Mansion, like, the danger room could be fatal, right? I think so. Because if I remember right... It's like the settings would yeah. change or whatever. Like, if I remember right, Kitty would wander into the danger room and then, like, the, the X-Men would freak out and, like, be, yeah. like, Wolverine would jump in the way of the, the fire that would come and so... Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I bet there's, like, safety settings, like the holodeck in Star yes. Trek and whatnot. So, I, I'm thinking that, uh, do all the Digidestins live there? Maybe. Okay. How about, how about... Digidestin Mansion. Digidestin Mansion. That's pretty good. Uh, they need to get the new the new house fixed up for their new reality show, oh, Digidestin Mansion. Keeping up with the Digidestins. Yes. Keeping up with the Digidestins, and they all live I together in it. a giant mansion. And before that show starts, they need to finish this other reality show of <laughs> it's um, a crossover. Reno- renovating the house. R- right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, well, let's figure out what all the Digidestins... Uh, uh, Rooms would be. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just assume that the partners uh, sleep in the same room. Yeah. Just for simplicity's sake. So if I'm going to quickly Google what the Digidestins are. And we're just going to go with season one. Digitestins. Of course. I also know them by their um, English yes. translation names. We will be using their English names uh, because it's easier for us. Yeah. There is Matt who has the crest of friendship, if I remember right. Really? Yes. That's a weird one for him. Well, that's the thing. He has to, like, learn friendship. Because mm-hmm. he's kind of the, the jerk who right. runs away from everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his partner is Gabumon. He's also the handsome one. Oh, he's the handsome Loved one. Loved Matt as a kid. And Matt, he's kind of standoffish. Yeah. He, I believe his backstory was that his parents had gotten divorced. Mm. And, like, that was the explanation as to why he was kind of a jerk. Mm-hmm. And the only reason he went to summer camp, where they were all kidnapped, or not kidnapped, but brought to the digital world, yep. was because summer camp is the only time he gets to hang out with his little brother, TK. That's right. Okay, so Ty is our hot-headed protagonist. Mm-hmm. He is, fancies himself the leader, right. and he is mostly that, except for when Matt challenges uh, his leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, his partner is Agumon, who, and the two of them are kind of, they, they're, they goofball a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's how but I Agumon, guess. Agumon, I feel like parents tie. Yes. A little more than any of the others. That I would agree with. Yeah. Uh, there is Kari, who is Tai's sister, who has the Crest of Light. Kari is, I would describe as an empath. She... Uh, puts others before herself, mm-hmm. uh, often to great risk. Right. Um, and her partner was Gabu, not Gabumon. Gatomon. Gatomon, right. Katomon. Katomon. Uh, Gabomon. Uh, there is TK, who has the Crest of Hope. Sounds well right. He was a little kid, and he's real nice. Yeah. And he's got a cool hat. And, uh, we mentioned that everyone is precocious. 
But I would describe TK as that. He is kind of, like, childish and sweet. No? Yeah, that's not really what precocious means. Precocious means... I guess, yeah, it's... Ahead of your grade level. In a kind of obnoxious way. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, we can look it up, but I was uh, running into this a lot, and I was like, I don't think that's what precocious means. And I feel like it's been used a lot by you. Okay, sorry. (laughs) So I just wanted to double check. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, um... Calvin is usually called precocious. Right, yes. Because it usually means they don't really fit in. Okay. Like, Dougie Hauser. Right. Okay, sorry for misusing I would say Izzy. Yes, Izzy is precocious. fits him. Okay, so TK is childish. Yeah. There's Izzy, who has a crest of knowledge. He's the smart one. He's the computer man. His partner is Tentomon. Bug boy. He's a bug, and uh, yeah, Izzy's just like very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Think of him as um, nerd, like nerd him. guy. What is the nerd from Family Matters? Uh, Urkel. Urkel. He's the Steve Urkel. Of he's the, the he's the computer man that can just do anything yeah. because he uh, knows computers. Exactly. Don't worry, I'll hack into the mainframe, guys. Sora has the crest of love. Sort of the I would say as much as Mimi is like more of the stereotypical girl. Mm-hmm. Sora is more the love interest. She's uh, uh, she's maternal. Yes. Motherly. Motherly. Caring. And, uh, yeah, like, Ty and Matt kind of have a love triangle with her a tiny bit. Yeah. Or at least in the later seasons. Yeah. Uh, Mimi has the crest of sincerity. Mimi's kind of an airhead, mm-hmm. but sincerity is a really good way to sum her up. Oh. It's basically, Phoebe Buffet. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I guess I didn't mention Sora's partner, which is Beomon, I believe. Right. Um. He's a bird. Bird. Yeah, it's a bird. Birdomon. Uh, Mimi has, oh, I don't remember Mimi's partner at Mimi all. Mimi had a cactus. Palmon. Cactus man. Yes, it was a cactus. Oh, no, right. Palmon, Palmon turned into a big cactus. But yes. Palmon itself was a little, It's uh, more of a, uh, plant a plant, yes. Oddish style guy. Uh, and then there's Girl. Joe. Who has the crest of reliability. Oh, good old Joe. And Joe's kind of like... He's worrywart. Worrywart. Good old nerd. Yeah, nerdy worrywart. Um, mm-hmm. And his partner is... Gomamon. Gomamon. Yep. So, those are our characters. Now let's build rooms for them. So, Ty's room has a slide in it. Yes. Because he never grew up. Never grew up. Big old kid. Yep. Uh, Matt's room has a rotating bed. With a mirror on the ceiling. Okay. Kind of became a bit of a Lothario yeah. later in life. Uh, Kari, I think, has, like... Lots of stuffed animals. Lots of stuffed animals. Lots of, like, um... Yeah, lots of uh, uh, products from the Hello Kitty... Sanrio. Sanrio products. Sanrio products. products. hmm Yeah. Uh, TK just got computers everywhere. Not TK. Izzy has computers everywhere. I meant Izzy! TK probably has, like, video games. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know what TK's like. Yeah. He kind of doesn't have an established personality. He does. He's kind of sweet. Yeah, okay. Sweet boy. He's got video games. He's got his hat collection. He's got his hat collection. Actually, yeah. He has his hat collection. And Sora has... What does Sora have? Sora has... I mean... A waterbed. 
I can really easily skip to Mimi. Mimi has plants galore. That's right. And a nice sun patio. Yes. A green room, perhaps. And Joe has, like, textbooks. Yep. He's like, studying to get he's into studied. university. He yeah. already went to university. I, just, how old are he they? Likes I don't know. Are they 20? Uh, yeah. They're, they're teenagers. They're teenagers. For fun. That's more fun, yeah. They're teens that live alone with their Digimon. Well, because they're the Digidestin. They they're celebrities. The and they're all delegates for the UN. Yes. Obviously. Obviously. So, I think, like, you know how, I mean, these these house-flipping shows kind of give an arc to mm-hmm. their to the family. Their house burned down, and, like, they have been struggling, and now that they... Now we're going to build them this house and we're going to use fireproof wood. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like, that's the kind of thing. So, so I guess... A Godzilla monster trampled all of well, their houses. Well, it wasn't a Godzilla monster. It was a Digimon, of course. That's what I mean. A Godzilla Digimon. A, Godzillamon. A Skull Greymon. Yeah. Uh, Warbone Skull Greymon. Yes. Crashed through their house. Uh-huh. Destroying it. Yeah. Killing and, all of their parents. So Inspector Gadget, like... Talks to the camera and is like, you know, we are... That's kind of how Gadget talks, right? Yeah. It's like kind of like... so. wacky boys. The Digital Dustin, you know, they've done so much for the... For digital world and and Earth relations. And we're... We're here to build them a house for... For fun. For fun. (laughs) For our new reality show. For ratings. For good ratings. (laughs) Great, great ratings. Uh, so Zoinks. he, go, go gadget, hammer, <laughs> and he, he gadgets, uh, you know, a hammer and mm-hmm. like they build this house. Hmm. And he just drills in all the walls. Drills in all the walls. So yeah, like gadget kind of like makes terrible, like he does such a bad job mm-hmm. and brain like kind of goes through and fixes everything for right, him. Right. So they're finished building the house. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Should we take a break? Sure. Okay. Break time. We'll catch you back on Fan Fiction Writer's Room. I'm the great Harry Hokalaka, like and throw a fat hair in my soap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they wearing? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, they're, really their outfits are this. so goofy. Like, I remember TK having a weird hat. And it's weirder than I even remember. Yeah, what is the gem on top? It's and like it doesn't correspond to anything. Yeah, I mean, his sword kind of resembles a, a helmet ish. Yeah, what are these things hanging down? Because it's not like a toque. It's not like little. Yeah, in my head, it's a helmet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it could be a it could be a like a toque, but but more so the kind with a pom pom or a yeah. But it, but they're just kind of straps. They're not really. Ear coverings, you know what I mean? Matt has a turtleneck, but it's sleeveless. I mean, this is sleeveless turtleneck. Very stylish. Very With stylish. the gloves? Yeah, you're right. He's wearing gloves. Yeah. A bunch of them are wearing gloves. They're Isn't like, Ty also wearing gloves? gloves? Digimon oh, kind of... Oh, Mimeo's also wearing gloves. And Izzy. Digimon single-handedly really influenced my entire, like, aesthetic. childhood aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. Both with, like, my personal style... And also, like, the way I drew and designed oh, characters. Yeah. Everyone needed gloves. Like, unthinkingly. Mm-hmm. Just give them some gloves. Give them goggles. Goggles? Right. Goggles? I never... I drew so many characters with goggles. Yeah. I was never um, 
self-assured enough to actually wear goggles out in public, okay. but I definitely drew them on all my characters. There was a day mm. where, okay, I actually don't remember how we knew these people, but like, I guess family relations, mm-hmm. and like, they owned like a corner store, and we went and stayed with them for like... Corner store? Yes. Okay. What did I say? I heard corn. Okay, a corner store. Okay. Where they only sold corn-based goods. And we went and stayed with them. uh, And, like, they were like, you know, you can take anything in the store for free. Mm, Nice. Uh, And I took a pair of goggles. I would have taken the cash register. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was kind of a little shit as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, the next week at school, I wore them. On your head? On my head. Nice. For recess. Love it. Only for recess. Uh, and... I wonder if you'd have been told to take them off inside, because it's like I, a hat, not I would a have, especially because school. I went to a Catholic school where uh, we had uniforms. Oh! So, um, but the... I remember, like, that evening, my brother told me, my little brother, mm-hmm. uh, told me that some upperclassman asked him, why does your brother wear those? And he said... Because he has bad eyesight. <laughs> and it was like... That's amazing. was so disheartening. I was just like, Aww. I guess I'm not going to wear these anymore. Aww. And I mean, they were swim goggles. That's like, imagine a 10-year-old wearing swim goggles. That's yeah. what it was. And like, even today as an adult, like the coolest thing I can imagine. Exactly. Wearing swim goggles on your head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. I, I definitely know the feeling. Um... I I ended up really wanting to wear a toque all the time. Mm. Um, And I was wearing a toque, I think it was like in the summer, it must have been. And an aunt or someone was just like, oh, made a joke about, you're going to go skiing out in the hot weather or whatever. I was like, no, whatever, shut up. And I like took off my toque and was like, whatever, nah, shut up. And then I just never wore it again. And it's like, it's amazing at what a little tiny thing can like, when you're already unsure of yourself. Later, like at a... in high school still, like, my first girlfriend, like, was like, you wear a shirt to bed? Boys don't wear shirts to bed. What? And, like, for years, I just went after that was, like, underwear only. Yeah. That's well, what, it was, like, shirtless. Middle th- of the winter, it's freezing cold, doesn't yes. matter. Underwear I'm only. I'm wearing only, only underwear. That's because so funny. this... 14-year-old girl was like, my brother doesn't wear a shirt to bed, so all boys don't wear... It's like... Uh, they're not allowed, and yeah. I think it's against the law, actually. Exactly. So, like, ever since... And it's not until recently where I'm like, I'm gonna wear a shirt. And it's like, it was just like, it didn't occur to me that that had, like, was why I wasn't doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. But it was like, yeah, because this, like, why was I listening to this 14-year-old girl as a 20-year-old, like... I still had this, like, thing in the back of my head that was like, oh, you don't wear a shirt. It's dumb. It's yeah. not what you do. You're tough. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, and we're back. Do you want to do one of your... I kind se- of want to analyze the fashion of okay. the Okay. Well, we were doing that a little bit. Like, let's, yeah. let's hop further I'm down. I'm really enjoying it, though. Okay, yeah. I, I will bring up a... Oh, you know, uh... The second season also had a character with goggles on his head who had a coat with a fur fringe and, like, 
fire design on the bottom, and it was amazing. Yeah. Okay. Here are the characters. This is we're looking at some fan art, but it's pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at Joe's shoes. What They're are those? So good. Okay. So we introduced all the characters. I you're gonna have to look up a picture. <laughs> but okay, one, two, three, four. All of the characters except for Joe, Kari, and TK are wearing gloves. Yeah, they all are. Um, the only Sora is wearing jeans. Matt's wearing jeans. You think those he, are jeans? He does have cuffed jeans. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they go all the way to his ankles and then they end in cuffs. Okay, can we talk about Mimi? Mimi Absolutely. has... I guess. She's I, basically just a cowgirl. She's a she's cowgirl. And it's not like she's, hey, honey, y'all, let's move no. from... She just is dressed like a cowgirl. Just has a sweet cowboy hat. Sweet cowboy hat. Fringes everywhere. Tons of fringes. A, a skirt, like a fringed She skirt. has a giant belt, which must be like half of her... Uh, torso? Torso. Yeah. Um, and then she's... her. Even her boots have little frills on them. Um, wh- was this... 90s? Late 90s? Yes, it was late 90s. Like, uh, I already mentioned that the first season takes place in 1999, which at least it did in the uh, American translation. Mm. Uh, It might have taken place earlier in the Japanese. I don't know when the original show aired. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like like, uh, the original Digimon Adventure characters and design aesthetic, like, had a huge impact on tons of People in cartoons nowadays. Oh, both yeah. Both in Japan and in America and in Canada. Like... It was the first, like... At least... I mean, because we were both growing up at the time when anime was starting to... Yeah, the, beginning, the beginning of it being mainstream. Yes. Like, at, a, at the point where you didn't have to seek it out anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it was on television. Yeah. And, like, your parents would be like, what is this, you know trash that you're watching. <laughs> yeah. But at least it's like, you know, you're, all your friends know what it is. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, like, it seems so much like the the original over-designed clothing show, at least for my, uh-huh. at least for the West, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, Pokemon, like, seems... And by nowadays, like, it's so tame. They're, oh, they're wearing, yeah. like, real clothes that real person people could yes. wear. A person, like, they're, they're, they're dressed up. They, they, ha- yes. they have an outfit put together. Mm-hmm. But it plausibly could be an outfit put together by a real human being. Yes. Instead of, like, some of the stuff on, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! is ridiculous. Um, the, the top one... Uh, uh, Beyblade. Top, Beyblade? Everyone's yeah. wearing, like, for no reason. They're just wearing... Giant ninja outfits and scarves and right, yeah. They knee, all knee high like, stockings and like what? They they're supposed all to be all like twelve year olds. There's characters with face paint. It's <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. a regular thing. Like these characters wake up in the morning That's... and put face paint on. And usually that person is the most like unaffected character. He's like, oh, whatever. I hate this. And uh-huh. it's like, but then you woke up this morning at like six a.m. and yeah. did your face makeup. You put on some Naruto cosplay. And then you're like, oh, I hate. Being the best at spinning tops. Oh, man. Ties, goggles, and then his shorts and his little... Like, I guess he also has, like, this... His is not... I wouldn't describe his thing as a turtleneck, but it is, like, a high collar. Yeah, yeah. 
It's so um, interesting. Mm-hmm. Max even is kind of a turtleneck slash slouch, slouch turtleneck. I, I guess. guess so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it isn't a, a sweater mm-hmm. turtleneck, for sure. It is on a, yeah. a wool or, or cloth shirt. Uh, so, I want to make a Digimon OC. Okay. For myself. Okay, let's do it. And now, my OC has short... She's a girl. Girl, 12-year-old girl. 12-year-old girl. And she has short hair in a very stylish pixie cut. I love it. Uh, Maybe blue hair? Dark blue hair with light blue eyes. So we're doing like a little bit of Joe here. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, they, it's a, I'm looking at them now, and, uh, they have surprisingly subdued, uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's pretty... The realistic. hair color? It's like Joe is supposed to, Joe's is not so much supposed to be blue, it's supposed to be like a blue-black. It yeah, it, he's a brunette. Yeah. But his hair is colored blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and my... It is that thing where, uh, Westerners always assume anime characters are white. Right. But it's just, they have colored hair that is meant to imply Asian features. Mm-hmm. They're cartoons. They're cartoon characters, yeah. Japan. Exactly. Um, okay. So, my, my name is maybe a, a Japanese name? I mean, I'm not going to be able to help you there. Uh, maybe Arisu. Okay. Because then it's like Elizabeth. Okay. Elizabeth. Okay, yeah. So, I think, I think I've heard that before. Yes. Maybe? I mean, we P-R-I. have we have a coworker named Arissa, and she's Japanese. Oh, okay. So, so. with an E, though. Okay. Edisu. Okay. From Japan, from Tokyo, Japan. Yes. And I wear super cool fingerless gloves. Okay. They all have full gloves on they Digimon, all but do I do. Have full gloves. I did always prefer fingerless gloves on my. Anime you know what's interesting? And on my OCs. Joe doesn't have gloves, but he has two wristbands. Well, he has a, a watch and a, and a wristband. wristband. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And she has super cool boots like Joe. Okay. So basically Joe's boots, <laughs> Bo- mostly ties, it's Joe. shorts, yeah. and uh, Sora's top. Okay. <laughs> That's me. I love it. And Erisu? Erisu? Erisu. Erisu. What is your uh, oh, partner? My partner. Um, Impmon's very good, but it feels like Impmon is too good. Yeah. Impmon's kind of everyone's favorite. Impmon is, he's the little bipedal blue emo boy. Yeah. He's not the one who... Or he's like, he's like a purple color. He's not the one who becomes like a motorcycle guy, is he? Maybe. I think, I believe I'm thinking of the right guy. Because I think he was a Digimon that actually had... Pathos? Yeah, he did something with the plot. Yes. Impmon, his, uh, his character arc is like he feels like he isn't strong enough yeah and that everyone he's like uh characterized by his um uh what would you call when you feel like everyone is judging you insecure he's very insecure yeah and he what happens is the bad guy gives promises him like super strength Mm-hmm. And he becomes this cool guy with uh with who rides a motorcycle. What? That's Impmon? That's Impmon. I've seen that in drawings and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. He's got like metal hands that's and That's really funny. What is the the character's name? What is the his his Beelzebub? Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Yeah. <laughs> that's 
That's so silly. Hey, I don't want him anymore. I want a dog. You want a dog? What's a, what's a cool, a cool wolf dog? Well, what I, what I think is you should make up your own Digimon. Oh, that's okay. like based off a thing. So, like, yeah, like a cool dog. So, do you remember Monster Rancher? Yes. Tiger of the Wind. Okay. Is right the the like lion take tiger, tiger? Take tiger of the wind and just recolor. Okay, there, perfect. I love it. My, yeah. I love it. That's a great OC. Mm-hmm. I love him. Uh, instead of instead of blue and white, he's black and white, like a zebra stripe. Yes, kind of that looks pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Uh, I dig it. Okay. And golden eyes. <gasps> so this is your Mary Sue. So we're going to insert a Mary Sue into this fan fiction. No, her name is Airy Sue. That's very good. That's a very good joke. <laughs> I thank you. I thank you. Uh, wh- what about yours? Oh, okay. Uh, well... How many pairs of goggles are you wearing? <laughs> I, I assume w- one around the neck and one on the Yeah, head, one around the neck, one it. around the eyes, and then one around my arm like oh, a pack of cigarettes. Nice. I yeah. like it. Uh, I'm wearing a... Okay, I'm wearing a... I'm going to wear like kind of like a turtleneck. Like No. I'm going to wear a button-up shirt like Izzy, but mm-hmm. with a jean jacket. Ooh, nice. And now, does the button-up shirt have ripped-off sleeves? No? no. Full sleeves? Okay. Full sleeves. Fair. Then jean jacket on top. Jean jacket on top. And the nice. jean jacket's a little short, so oh, it's like okay. you can see the sleeve coming through oh, very on the bottom. Stylish. Yeah. And then uh, for shoes, I'm wearing... Joe's shoes are so good. They're really good. I'm also gonna be wearing Joe's shoes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure other seasons of Digimon have have other very good shoes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Ty has pretty good shoes too. They're yeah. more they're more high tops than boots though, and I love boots in all my characters. Oh yeah, his shoes are or very is, good. I guess they're not even high tops. They're they're kind of like Nikes. Yeah. yeah. If we're being perfectly honest, I think my my OC for Digimon would just be. Um, Rika from Digimon Tamers. Oh yeah, yeah. A recolored Rika. She's very. <laughs> and without a heart on her shirt, with a, yeah. like a star on her shirt instead. But like, she yeah, she was very mm, cool. Per perfect, perfect design. That was just me in high school. It's still, still pretty much just yeah. me, just my style. Yeah. That is you, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Renamon was so cool. Yeah, Renamon was a little too sexy for me, though. A little I, too I always sexy. find it a little yeah, weird fair. when the the animal characters look like people. Yeah. But I always like the wolf. I, I did really like Brendan Mon, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so we designed some OCs. And oh, what's your name? Oh, what is my name? My name is so Spencer Suarez. Spencer. Uh, did you have a Did you have a usual name that you went by when you were a kid? No. Like a. a... I didn't have like a like a nickname. I guess you know what I'll go by is Rex. Because that is, I, I have uh, some friends who call me Rex. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Rex and Irisu, Irisu. Mm-hmm. You know what? Irisu. Do you want to be bad? I do. Okay. This is what Always. happens. Always. So the two of us and our Digimon attack the mansion. <gasps> We're villains. We're villains. We're like super cool anti-hero villains. We're like uh the the okay. Like, can't. Can I am going. Yeah, Ken from season two. Yeah. I hope that you're a huge Digimon fan out there. <laughs> That's basically this entire this episode. Is, this oh is a Digimon God. fan cast. I, yeah. I'm going to even not cut off when I re roll the characters, I'm putting Inspector Gadget back because, like, uh-huh. this is just a Digimon fan fiction at this point. Yeah. Okay, so 
Uh, yeah. So we're both like Ken from season two, uh-huh, uh-huh. where we have been corrupted by mm. uh, the sea of corruption or what, whatever yeah. it is that corrupts him. Maybe, um, Devilmon? Devimon. Devimon? He was the bad guy? Yes, from, from season one. Maybe he's back. Okay. And in an ethereal ghost form, and he's You don't want it spirits. to be... Oh my god, I'm such a Digimon stan. Beelzemon? Well, I was going to say Meotismon. He's the more vampire guy, oh. but he's a huge... Like, he comes back a lot. He's mm. sort of like, kind of... He's like the big bad. Yeah, he is the Joker of the Digimon world, where he shows up in multiple seasons. Was Meotismon the bad guy in Digimon Tamers? I don't think he was the bad guy in Digimon Tamers, because Digimon Tamers is in a different canon, oh, if you okay. remember, but in within the canon of the original series and the second season, he shows up uh, both in both seasons, mm. and um, I believe there might be one more season that is within their canon, and he might show up again. Mm, okay. Like, yeah, so... Big deal. Myotismon's a big deal. Okay, so Myotismon... Devimon was just the first guy they kill, and then oh, they, like... Oh, I see. He was, like, a general god. Yeah. Instead of a king. So Myotismon has been corrupting our souls in our yes. dreams... Yes. ...without us knowing. We okay. have very bad nightmares. Yes. And we just know we have to stop these evil Digidestined. We think are evil. Right, yeah. And we... Our, our outfits become even more... Just, like, a little bit gothic? Yeah, they're just a Blacker, little gothic. darker. They've got some, like, spikes on them in places. Do you remember how... Okay, man. Okay, I hope you all love Digimon. Uh, remember how, like, Ken, his, like, Dig- Digimon Emperor outfit was, like, so over the top? And then when he becomes a good guy, it's, like, the most plain. Like, he's wearing a white, like... White little shirt with a was white he, little pants, and his his hair is like he must straighten his hair. Was he just wearing his school uniform? Probably. I don't really remember the second season super okay. well because I was getting a little old for it. That's fair. By that time, that's fair. Um, Although yeah, I yeah. love that you were like, I'm this character from Digimon Tamers. But, yeah, but then Digimon Tamers came out, and I was yeah. like, Oh, okay, I'm back in. I'm Digimon back in, Tamers guys. was so good, by <laughs> <Yeah>. the way. <laughs> it was great. We attack them. We attack. Their mansion, and mm-hmm. like, and they're like, whoa, they're so strong. We catch but them off Matt guard. Matt thinks that I'm very beautiful. Oh yeah, Matt and he's just a little bit smitten. Okay, Matt. What happens is Matt. We we get the drop on them, mm-hmm. except for Matt, who for Matt was in the danger room, right? And so he and Gabumon are already evolved. And, uh, so it, it's where Garurumon at this point. Right. And so he's the only one who couldn't, can do anything, but he hesitates when he sees you. That's right. And you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. And just like really cool. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, Metal Garurumon's like, what should I do? And, uh, and Matt's like, uh, uh, uh. And that's when, uh, your Digimon knocks him Tiger down. Tiger of the Windmon. Tiger of the <laughs> Tiger Tigermon. <laughs> Tigermon knocks uh Weregurumon down and yeah. and uh he de-digivolves back to Gururum uh back Gabumon. to Gabumon. Yeah. Uh and, and then my my Digimon Tigermon gets off of him and goes, huh, too easy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then I oh, hop man. on her back 
because I buy her like a, a noble steed, mm-hmm. and it looked really cool. And then I run back to find you, and I'm like, "We gotta get out of here, man!" And so, and what were you doing? I I was um, my Digimon was holding Agumon by the throat and like holding abo- him above, and all the other Digimon were like, "No!" And Ty was like, "Agumon, my friend!" And and when you're like, "We gotta get out of here," I'm like, "Throw him down!" So. Yeah. Just tosses Agumon aside like he's like he's dirt. Yeah. And we we ride off. And you and, say, huh, you got lucky. <laughs> you got lucky Maybe this time. Next time, yeah. I won't be so forgiving. Yeah. <laughs> what did your Digimon look like? Did we ever? Did, did we decide that? I don't think we did. Do you just have that little blue guy from season two? No, Vimon. No. Vimon. Uh, what I have is. Hmm, you want to go feline? Dragon. Uh, feline would be good. Ooh, uh, yeah, I have a dragon. I have like my in his. Does it ro- look like Spiral? More no? like more bipedal than Spiral. Oh, Basically okay. Spiral, but bipedal. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a kind of longer than Spiral. I'm thinking more actually like a Chinese dragon. Oh, but a small like a cute Chinese dragon. Uh, that's him. bipedal and white. Uh-huh. Yeah, white and maybe red. Yeah, very good. Red. Uh, very good. uh, whatever you accents? call it. accents. Thank okay. you. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. Is his name Dragonmon? It is Spiromon. Spiromon. Rockamon. Akumon. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's Akumon. And then we go through a portal and we meet... Spirited Away? Jack... Jackal Ball! Oh, Dragon Jack, Ball? Jack... Back to the past. Jack... Mac, Samurai Jack! Samurai Jack! That's where Aku's... Oh, I, I was of. going Aku from, uh, from Spirited Away. Who's Aku? Ha- isn't he the dragon? Haku! Haku, sorry. Okay, Hakuman. Oh, Haku. okay. I see. Hakuman. We'll go with Akumon, though. Okay, because I think there's a Hawkmon. Yes, there is a Hawkmon. There might be. Okay. Uh, from season two, Hawkmon, I believe, is the, the, girl the girls. Yeah, with the, with, the glasses. with the glasses and the purple hair. Yeah, yeah. She had the worst outfit. She did she have the, the only worst one outfit. That had a bad, yeah, bad outfit. It's really confusing. Yes. Um, and that's the only way to judge characters. Really, oh yes, by their style. That is mostly fashion. how. Mm-hmm. Most. It's like how that you get superpowers in SpongeBob. By you, clothing. Yeah. Do you remember that? The the that's how. He becomes the quickster. Is he puts on the outfit? And, anyways, when he has the belt and he has to change it to Momo, was that the one? He 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 like was wearing a different mermaid man and barnacle episode. Okay, okay, I'll the one where they all become superheroes. Oh, all right. anyways, uh, the, you get superpowers from your costumes. Why do you think we'd even oh, wear the things? Oh, I see, I see. That's okay. Um, that is SpongeBob canon. Yeah, our OCs come and mm-hmm. we attack their mansion, destroy it. Yes. And we ride off into the sunset. Yeah. We and steal some Digivices, maybe. Ooh. And then combine them with our own and become very powerful. Very powerful. Okay. And gain like cool it. kung fu moves. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know where to go from here. Well, do you want to do a Star Trek update? What, what is our Star Trek Oh, that's right. My called? Trek adventure. My, your I Trek adventure. My God. I will... I can't believe... I forgot. My brain was... Thinking about something other than Star Trek. I know. Briefly. My goodness. Well, here's the theme song for my Trek adventure. 
Absolutely correct. Okay. That's 100% of Worf's character is that he's super Klingon. Yeah. He's not a little Klingon. He's like super into being Klingon. He right. loves Klingon. Well, it seems like Klingon's his first language. Like, it would have made way more sense if he was around 15 yeah. when he was adopted by Starfleet. That's, I kind of headcanon I mean, that how myself. How old was he? Six? Six. Maybe it is, maybe that's part of it, is he's overcompensating yeah. because of do, his human upbringing. I just met his parents, okay. uh, like in real life. They came oh, over wow. to my house. I had them over for tea. No, uh, just a couple episodes, because um, they'd only ever been mentioned in passing. Yeah. Just a couple episodes. We finally meet them in person, and they're Russian, actually, Oh, I love it. I which love is pretty it. cute. Um, and, and they kind of make a comment about, like, oh, we tried our best to... To give him everything of Klingon oh. upbringing, they researched all the all the things, and right, so yeah. I think that's part of it too. Is he's yeah. overcompensating for mm-hmm. feeling like he's not Klingon enough? So it's like how the most Klingon. I I was talking. I uh, was talking about the Mindy project with someone, mm-hmm. and how Mindy part of her character is like she very much loves like American movies and like has this big. Uh, like, idea that she's going to have a romance much like uh, the characters in Sleepless in Seattle? What was the... She has, that like, a right. favorite movie that she wants to... Right. And it's like, um, I always read that, and this isn't, like, I have Indian heritage, so I'm allowed to have this opinion. <laughs> uh, my, my dad is Indian. Um, but I always assumed that she was overcompensating... Uh, she grew up in, like, maybe a white school mm-hmm. and, like, went hard into white culture, American culture, yeah. to overcompensate for her otherness. Mm. And maybe that was me reading into it because that's nowhere in the text. <laughs> but Right. No, that sounds that sounds uh, uh, plausible. Mm-hmm. Sounds possible. Um, whereas Worf decided to go the opposite way from Mindy and overcompensate uh, mm-hmm. being raised in a federation human environment, making sure he knows yeah. everything Klingon. Exactly. Make sure everyone knows he's Klingon. That's it. Yes. I'm Klingon. It's great. I love it. Um, so he finds out his dad, his deceased Klingon father, has been accused of being a traitor <gasps> by the Klingon High Council. Oh, no. And he only discovers this because his his secret younger brother okay. that he didn't know existed. God, I love this, the, 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 that this is a soap opera. Yeah, it's, it's a soap opera across... A science fiction soap opera. It's great. His secret brother that everyone assumed had been killed in the Uh massacre uh, uh, had survived on Klingon and had been raised by an uncle or someone. Okay. So he informs Worf that their father is being accused of being a traitor. So you, as the eldest son, need to challenge this and get our honor back for our family. And so, Worf, do they have to fight with the swords? No, the uh, the botleth, the botleth. It's really great. Uh, we've seen the botleth a lot. It's Good. pretty cool. Um, so he goes to the high council, and he has to uh, challenge the high court. My father's not a traitor. Blah 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 blah. And they're like, "Oh, we'll fight you on this." And then they have a recess, and then the like high Klingon emperor guy or whoever and his like royal council they take work to the back room and they're like listen we know your dad's not a traitor oh interesting listen someone high up <laughs> in the Klingon council their father was a traitor and he um and it's been known that somehow the Romulans knew secret codes to attack this base. And that's how they were able to just massacre everyone so easily. And they were like, and you're in the Federation. You're not part of Klingon. So we were like, oh, perfect. We have this scapegoat. Because if, oh. if a hot, like, if, if our, if our, like, prime minister is found to have 
his right. father was a traitor, it, it could descend into civil war yes. as people support him or people are against him. And so they kind of like sweet talk him and uh, oh, and Worf you. says like, for the good of the Empire, I will accept this discommendation, which is wow. like being excommunicated yes. from, from Klingon culture. And it's like, whoa, Worf, you love Klingon more than you love yourself. He loves his Empire more than he even loves honor. It's Amazing. That is great. It's a really good development. Yeah, um, I love. I I find. I mean, scapegoating just as a thing very uh-huh. fascinating. Uh, I have. I, I don't think I've written any stories about scapegoating, but I definitely yeah. have notes about stories where it's like this person is scapegoated. Yeah. Yeah. Where where the story is more beneficial for the greater yes. good than yes. the truth. Like a like the ending of the Dark Knight or. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, where... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, the latest development is... Oh, <laughs> Worf also has a secret son. <laughs> he didn't know about it either! <laughs> wow! Worf is, like, a walking soap opera. He has so much more going on in his backstory than any other character. That's so good. And this is all within, like, the last season or so. Yeah. Well, they I think they figured out that Worf was a fan favorite. I guess Because he so. shows up on... Uh, yeah. Uh, the other show, right? He, oh, that's right. He, he shows he up on Voyager. halfway through um, Deep Space Nine. Oh, Deep Space Deep Nine. Deep Space Nine as a, as a main character. And it sounds like he, yeah, is a bit more fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I? Okay, so Worf has a secret son. Maybe that doesn't come up later. Um, he... He be- Has to go get his honor back. Right. For some reason. Picard also knows that... He's not a traitor. It's, he's not a traitor. That it's a that it's a story okay, made so up. Picard is... might be the only one that knows. Right. It's a because, secret. Because while he was doing his um, uh, honor his trial, uh-huh. uh, Picard was his right hand man because his brother was either attacked, incapacitated, or busy. Okay. Or maybe they they didn't want his brother to be involved at all because they didn't want people to know that his brother was related to him at all, so that his brother wouldn't also be dishonored. Okay. So he could retain his his honor. Right. And not be part of part of Worf's family. So Picard was his chadich, which was his, like, counsel at the trial. I'm learning a lot of Klingon. You're learning so much. What's so great is, is watching it with that... the subtitles on. Oh, I bet. Because I know how the things are spelled. I know where the little, uh... Oh, the best part of Star Trek is seeing Picard, seeing Patrick, um... What the hell's his name? Stewart. Patrick Stewart passionately deliver Klingon dialogue. Oh, it's the best. Because Picard, the character, speaks fluent Klingon. Right. And, like, he puts so much accent and emphasis in places that no one else does, and it's so great. Oh, that's so funny. At one point, like, oh, there's, like, this this ritual thing that you need to say back and forth when you accept Mm -hmm. the the rite of Chadich, and he's like, (laughs) Jabla! It's so good! Oh, it's so good! And it's so great! Oh, I love it! The uh, oh, been... and uh, the ep- this episode, the, the latest episode I'm watching, the the finale of season four, uh, Worf goes to Picard and says, "I request a leave of absence," and they both know what's what's going uh, on, yeah. and he's like, "Granted," and then just as Worf is leaving the office, <laughs> Picard goes, "Wait, kabla," <laughs> and that means like Godspeed <laughs> or like uh, swift yeah. victory to you. Right, and it's like yeah. so good. I love it. The little bit of uh, Star Trek Discovery I've watched has scenes, like, long scenes that are entirely in Klingon. Are they subtitled? Yes, they're subtitled. Oh. But it's, so it's just, like, all of these actors wearing way too much makeup, and they're all, like, yeah. have, like doing their best to, like, figure out exactly where they have to put the accent of this yeah. delivery, yeah, yeah, yeah. because, like, 
probably they don't none of them speak fluent Klingon. They're just like memorizing these uh-huh, noises. Uh-huh. And it's not like a real, real language. So yeah. so there's not like real like as much as people say, like it's a language, it's a real language yeah. that works. But there's not like real pronunciation or right. native speakers of it. Exactly. So it's really funny to, it's not to a see real characters language in that it develops naturally. Yeah, yeah. And because they all they often uh, things are shot out of order and like maybe specific so even in the same scene Sometimes characters will pronounce the same word completely different. Oh, yeah. Or put, like, way more emphasis on the sound right. instead. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Learning lots about Worf, which is good because I'm starting to like him more. I, I always found Worf a little um, uh, boring, honestly. I, I liked Worf as a kid. Yeah. It, there's the one then. movie where he's, like, going through puberty. Oh, that's and, interesting. And so, like, the, the whole course of the movie, he's like, Sorry, I'm just very a lot of hormones right now, and like he's getting pimples. Oh my god! Like it's very good. I remember that laughing a lot at that as a kid. I guess he's 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 one of the more memorable aspects of it. Yeah. So yeah, starting to really uh, fall in love with Worf, get a better appreciation for him as a character, and uh, and this I do. I headcanon him as having been adopted at 15. Okay. Rather than, rather than 6. That makes a lot of Or like more 14. Sense. Or like, you know, young, young, old kid, young adult, rather than mm-hmm. kid. And this has been my Trek adventure. That's right. Well, I mean, we could, I think we should just... I think we've gone pretty long already. We've gone pretty long, and I think we our... We didn't really write any story either. We did. Like... We did some fun Mary we Sue had some, work. Yeah, I like the Mary Sue work. Uh, we're gonna debut a new thing on Fan Fiction Writer's Room, Sandwich Criticism. Oh, that's right. So, uh, I think that'll be the end of our fan fiction. Uh-huh. As much as, like, not a whole lot happened, I think... And since we do profess to be editors... Yes. We should maybe do some editing. And, uh, in the world of, of editing and, and critiquing, Sandwich Criticism refers to giving a... Uh, compliment, saying something good, and then saying some th- saying your criticism, and then finishing with another thing that you found yes. good, so that it's uh, a sandwich, a good, bad, mm-hmm. good, layered thing. Um, one thing I liked, I liked uh, having our OCs. I like the very soup. <laughs> uh, perhaps on a podcast, it takes a little too long. Yeah, but so maybe next it. time. Only one of us have an OC. Okay. But, like, I think that was fun. Mm-hmm. And I liked that having uh, those characters play off the established characters. Mm-hmm. Yes. I also figured I would give you a chance to do it as well. Thank you. In case one or was funnier than the other. Yes. And then we could just cut mine or cut oh, yours yes. or something I, to that The effect. problem with uh, making a Digimon OC is also that you have to have a partner. Yeah, that's true. So tough. you have to make two OCs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, what's one thing you didn't like, Liz? Something I didn't like? Yes. Uh, there could have been more story. Yes. Development. Um... I think part of it is going off of a, a reality show. Mm-hmm. Is reality shows mm-hmm. are so much built in the edit. Yeah. Right. It is difficult. We could have maybe done some, done some, some straight improv. Yeah. You know, where we just make it up. Right, I think so. Pretend to be the characters in the dialogue. Um, and uh, one last thing you liked. Uh, I liked all the fashion. Yeah. Really fun. Discussing really fashion, good. character mm-hmm. fashions, is very fun. Character design. Yeah. That might be 
a new segment we could uh, make an oh. official like fashion criticism. Like, let's talk about the designs of this character. Yes, I think that could be fun. Mm-hmm. 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 Sounds like something we're both excited about. Excited about and have some thoughts about. Yeah. Oh, oh, I did want to tell you about. Um, I'm trying to read fan fiction. Oh, again. yes. Because I, I grew up reading fan fiction, which is why I was super excited to do this podcast. Um, and I kind of just have dropped out of uh, the habit, yes. I guess, as you become an adult and you just as have much a lot as we of... are absolutely experts about fan fiction <laughs> and know everything about it and are very skilled and should be the ones hosting this podcast. Yeah, about fan fiction. About yeah. fan fiction. I haven't had enough time to actually sit and read fan fiction right. in, in a in a good couple of years. Um, so I'm trying to get back into it. And I was searching through, and because I'm so hyped up on Star Trek nowadays, mm-hmm. I was searching through Archive of Our Own, trying to find a Will Riker Star Trek adventure. Right. And it's really hard to just find fun adventures. In right. I think part of it is just I don't know how to browse these sites properly. And Are you asking for people to filters and whatnot? Help you, like tell show you how to. Browse or no, what no. You... I'm just telling you about my oh, my you're adventures. Just... Okay. So I was trying to find Will Riker fan fiction, and it's really hard because I don't care about him banging anyone. Right. I just wanted a fun adventure, uh, like a Star Trek episode in prose. Yes. Uh, which is tough <laughs> to find. I think the thing is that you are going to find both. Mm-hmm. A yeah. so fun story where he ends up banging someone. Yeah, which is what I ended up finding. Okay. So I came across a story, and what was really hard too is a lot of them don't don't um, star Riker. Oh. They just had the name in the description. Weird. So it was really really hard to find any story at all okay. that starred him, but like it was from his point of view or anything like that. Anyways, so I finally managed to find a story called William T. Riker, Space Slut, and it was amazing. Yeah. I was expecting it to be stupid because of the name. Yeah. But then I was reading it, uh, and I was reading the description, and I was like, oh, no, this is, like, super facetious. You gotta have that clickbait title. This is, like, super facetious. And uh, the it ended up, it was a Data and uh, Riker uh, uh, erotica yes. fan fiction. But it was actually super well written. Yeah. And, like, the character dialogue was perfection, yeah. spot on to how the show is. That's great. Uh, so it's called William T. Riker's Space Slut. And it was by Round Underscore Robin. Shouts so out. On, Round Underscore Robin. On uh, Archive of Our Own. Yeah. So there, there's a recommendation from me. If you want to read Riker and Data boning. I love it. Each other. He's learning how to flirt. Ooh. Data is. And then they both have sex. I love it. I love it. I love it a lot. And the dialogue is perfect. If you'd like to submit characters for us <laughs> to write fan fiction about Submit them to ffwrshow at gmail.com. Uh, special thanks to the band known as Seawater Bliss for the use of their song Theme from Teen Wolf 2 as our intro and outro. And remember, when in doubt, just AU that garbage.